This is Suzanne Pillins' website, suzannespillins.co.uk. Greetings, everybody. I'd like to share today on entering the presence of God. The Lord says in John 15, 4 to 11, Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If a man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I was flying to Kenya one day and I said, Lord, am I learning to abide in you? And he said, no. He says, you're like a watering can. You come and you spend time in my presence and then you go out and get empty and then you come back for me. I want you to learn to dwell in my presence, that you live in my presence. You're not a visitor abiding in me now and then, but I want you to live in my presence 24 hours a day. As I thought about this, I thought, have I really entered his presence as I ought to have? I said, Lord, please teach me how to enter your presence so that I may dwell in your presence 24 hours a day. And the Lord showed me that he gave Moses a tabernacle to build in the wilderness. And this, wild, this tabernacle had three areas. It had the outer court where they would sacrifice the goats or sheep for the forgiveness of sin. This outer court deals with sin and the flesh. So the first thing we need to do in order to enter the presence of God is to confess any sin in our lives. Because sin is the greatest barrier that stops us from entering in. It's like a big black cloud. You can't get through it into the presence of God. 
So it's very, very important to confess any sin and ask for God's forgiveness. The moment we've asked for God's forgiveness, that black cloud of sin is just removed from us as we receive his full forgiveness. And now we're able to begin to enter into his presence. And we go from the outer court of the flesh and sin into the next area which deals with our souls. Now there's three items in the holy place. There is the table of showbread, there's a candlestick, and there's the altar of incense. Well, we start at the showbread. The showbread deals with our will. We need to be submitted to God through submitting our will to him. Why did he use bread? Bread has to first be ground very fine. He wants a will that is ground fine in submitting to him. Because the one thing that we have to fight with apart from sin is our stubborn wills. I want to do this. God bless me in what I want to do. How many of us do that? Oh, I want to do this for God. Lord, will you bless me in this? The Lord will say, have I told you to do that? That might be why some ministries are not bearing much fruit. They're decided by the person and they're asking God to bless what they want to do rather than submitting their will to God and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What have you created me for? I tell you this, when we do it that way, we will discover that God will do more through us than we can think, ever think or imagine, and that his will for us is actually what we've always wanted to do because he has designed us specially to do that part, that job on earth. And if we don't do it, that particular job will never get done because nobody else can do it. So to submit our will to God is the greatest thing we can do. Give him our will. Bread also has to be baked by heat. God will test us. We need to submit our will enough that when he tests us, we will come through strong.
The breads are two rows of six in two neat rows of six breads. Not four there and six there, it's six and six. We need to be orderly and disciplined in our service to God. So we need to yield our wills to him and submit to his will over our will. As Jesus said before he went to the cross, not my will, but thy will be done. Can we say to God every day, Lord, let your will be done today in my life. Not my will, but your will be done your way. From there we go to the candlestick, our intellect and emotions. Are we thinking with the mind of Christ or are we thinking in our own worldly intellect, what we've been taught in college, rather than believing the word of God? When we submit our intellect and our minds to God, we will start to think like Jesus thinks. And we will agree with scripture in every area. So, yield to him your mind and your intellect. Sometimes the Lord tells us to do something and we don't know why we are doing it. But we do it by faith and then we see afterwards what God has done. And I tell you this, it is guaranteed success. That is the only reason that this place is successful. It's because I've learnt to do it God's way. And sometimes it takes a while to come to a decision because I've got to hear God. Oh, it would be nice to have another building built outside. Is it God's will? Or is it my will? Therefore, I've got to submit it to him. I had to lay down the building of this ranch three times. Lay it down and say, thy will be done. Okay, Lord, we won't have a Christian ranch. And suddenly then the Lord says, it is my will you have the Christian ranch. I know you have no money, but £8.50 will do. And he built this ranch with £8.50 in prayer. He supplied everything. That's his will. That's his mind, his intellect, over mine. If I tried to do it, I would see how impossible it is to build a ranch with £8.50. But that doesn't matter in God, because God is higher than the finances. God is higher than everything. And God knows how he's going to supply. We're looking after 2,000 orphans a month. But you know, God supplies the money every month for those orphans, even though I have no idea how it's going. he's going to do it from month to month. Every month I say, Lord, 
uh, we've got 2,000 orphans to feed and we haven't got any money in the bank. Uh, well, how are you going to do it this time? The Lord says, wait. And I'll wait. And two days later, I'll go to the post box and somebody's given us a check that covers the whole amount for that month for the orphans. Wow, Lord. The most unexpected people. One man, an elderly man on a disability pension, gave us £2,000. He had saved up his disability pension and quietly put it in the account for the orphans. God bless that man. This is how God works. He'll use anybody, even someone on a disability pension. Well, when we sorted that lot out, there's still more. There's another altar, the altar of the incense. Now he deals with our emotions. They need to be balanced. We are in control of our emotions. As we yield our emotions to him, he fills our emotions with his love, with his joy, with his Holy Spirit. Now we are ready to enter the Holy of Holies, spirit to spirit, face to face with a living God. We've come in. And I pray that all of you will come in with me. Every day, come into the glorious presence of God and enjoy him, love him, hear him, and obey him. This is Suzanne's Pillins, www.suzannesministries.co.uk. God bless you.